In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
and me. You better rub me the right way. <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. It is Monday. You know what Mondays mean. It is our pop culture roundup with the one and only Sophie Ross. Uh, a couple of things before we get right into that, because we have a long conversation, a silly conversation with tons of stories. We get into Chrissy Teigen and Michael Costello. We get into Kardashians. We get into Crystal Minkoff's $95,000 purse. Ladies, I had no clue purses were this much money. I, I thought it was only shoes. I'm finding out purses. Like, what is going on? Uh, guys, we get into all of it. We get into the summer. The summer is here. I hope everybody had a good Father's Day. Um, and, uh, I, I just spent it with my family. I'm driving back, uh, from Arizona tomorrow to Los Angeles, back into the, uh, good old LA. God, it's hot here. You guys, Arizona is literally like, Hey, do you ever want to come live on the sun? Well, you're going to love Arizona. 117. It is, I swear to God, my parents are smoking me out. They're like, we're going to see how hard we can get you to sweat in your bedroom and maybe that'll get you to leave. Uh, no, we had a great Father's Day. Bill and Becky Bailey will be on the show on Tuesday. And uh, I was just thinking, I had a great, great weekend with them and I went out with their older friends or to their older friend's house and we made martinis and I got to hear like a love story from this. I, I don't know. Guys, the older I get, the more everybody, we all have stories. It's so awesome. You know what? Next time you're around uh, uh, anybody, just ask them stories, ask them their love life, ask them their, I mean, everybody has the craziest stories, the coolest stories. I was hearing a love story before the internet, you guys. Like I was, I was like, just, I was like, we, we all have all these dating apps and all that stuff now. And here was a love story where you had to pick up the phone and call somebody. If you went on vacation, you'd have to pick up a call, your phone and call them. You couldn't text or anything like that. It really added this whole, I mean, I'm telling you guys, this is like the notebook all over again. <laughs> um, but also we'll, we'll talk to my dad and mom on uh, uh, Tuesday, but I, th- I thought it was so interesting too, because my dad you know, I'm very lucky to have both of my parents still. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky, but I was thinking, you know, it's like my dad, he, 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 he's got to be blown away to look at all of this. You know, we're a family that still talks to each other. His dad, you guys died when he was 13 years old and he was, he was an abusive man, you know, and my mom, my mom's father, um, you know, was uh, abusive as well. And, and, and to see, now, I just think that must be so crazy for them to be able to like right certain wrongs or to be able to actually have a close knit family. And, and I'm just genuinely lucky. And I hope uh, you guys um, are lucky in your lives. And if you're not, Bill and Becky Bailey will be your mom and dad, too. They, they, they totally will. In fact, my parents are going to New Mexico this week. They are doing a road trip. They're going to kill each other. It's not going to be good. I'm telling you. But they are a listener wrote in and has an organic farm in New Mexico, and they're going to meet uh, one of the listeners that runs an organic farm. Can you believe that? I Could you believe? What if they just stay there? What if they just live on the farm life? Guys, if you are new to the show, uh, Bill and Becky Bailey are my parents. They're on the show every now and then, and I make them do weird things. You'll hear them do something weird on Tuesday as well. So anyways, the whole point is, I hope you guys are good. Um, I hope uh, everything is going to good go good for you this week. We've got a big week ahead of us. It's going to go so quick. So before we know it, we're going to be right to the weekend and we just got to, we got to pace ourselves because it is going to be a long summer. Anybody else broke out there? Or is it just me? Like everything's just popped up. Like I just, 
we should have had some kind of notebook preparing us for the reopening of these things. I didn't realize things cost money still. Did you realize that these restaurants that are so-called open now, they're charging for their food? Like, I thought there'd be at least a month of like, check us out in person again. We'll do the meal free of charge just to to romance you back into our doors. Guys, they are charging the same prices, if not more. Like, I swear to God, I'm going to go try to see a movie this week. If they charge, you do not know how disappointed I am going to be. And imagine you guys dating. If anybody is dating, like, how does that work? Uh, anyways, we talk about dating in this with uh, Sophie. We talk about so many things. So let's get to it. Uh, a couple of uh, pieces of business. Uh, if you want to hear more, go to my Patreon. I just did a Real Housewives of New York solo recap on there. Um, I I have tons of recaps on there, tons of special episodes. Real Housewives of Miami is on there. It's a couple bucks a month and it supports me. Um, uh, also, better health betterhelp.com is uh, sponsoring this podcast yet again this week. So you'll hear a commercial halfway through. Uh, please go to the link on that. Check it out. I do believe in this company and you'll probably hear other commercials, hopefully knock on wood in, in the upcoming weeks. Um, and also please rate this podcast five stars on Apple podcasts. I know that sounds silly, but it really, really does help in so many ways. Uh, it is part of the reason why I heart picked me up. And I thank that. I thank you guys so much. I owe you guys a lot. Oh, also, oh my God, dude, I got to tell you, this guy from Twitter the other day, what, I think his name's Quinn or something. He tweets me. He's a straight listener. He's one of my straight, like, I think he must be the only, oh, it's Alec, Alec, straight dude taking his girlfriend to Sir, I think this past weekend. And he wanted to know my recommendations for dishes. And I was like, do not eat there at all. Do not, you'll have explosive diarrhea, Alec, but no, I was so shocked. I was, he, I, I was just so, I was like, this guy gets a prize or something. <laughs> um, okay. You guys, let's get right into Sophie Ross. Um, she's amazing. We go over, over everything. Uh, I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you again on Tuesday. Bye. <laughs> Guys, welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. Uh, we've got a whole week ahead of us, so let's start it off the best way I know how. It's speaking to one of my favorite people on the planet. It used to be the Earth, but now it's the planet. Uh, Miss Sophie Ross. Sophie, how are you today? Oh, my God. You're one of my favorite people on the planet, too, Ryan. Oh, see, I feel like, see, you felt pressured into saying that. No, I mean, it. I just think it's such a nice compliment. But when I think about it, it's like you do make me laugh harder than like 99.9% of people I've met. So, yeah gonna tear up i promise i wouldn't do this um Aww. you know your mom uh dm'd me earlier this week and i just saw it yesterday and the funny thing was i didn't realize it was your mom and i read it and she she it says i really you're you're very funny i really like your podcast but you seem to really enjoy sophie more than the others and i and i and then i realized it was your mom and i go Oh, I do. But I said, but that's true. I do enjoy Sophie more than, than I said, I really do. She, she goes, you guys have a natural chemistry. And I said, Oh, I totally agree. And, um, 
And the, but I just thought it was funny that your mom pointed out that you were better than the other guests. That's what she meant. Okay. Okay. I couldn't figure out you that you love Sophie more than the others. I was like, who the, the others don't love me. No, the I other like guests. Other... She says, you sound, you know, she's like, you're really know, funny, but you sound now. more natural with Sophie. And I was just like, I love the thought, even if, even if your mom was just saying that and doesn't listen, I love yeah. how in your corner she is. She actually, I was just on the phone with her um, because it's Father's Day and they were calling me, you know, from the yeah. SUV with the the classic mom car with the, hello? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, happy Father's Day. But she was like, tell my friend I say hi. <laughs> my, oh, my mom. I think my mom's upset at me right now because I posted a picture of her on my Instagram story yesterday. And I had already poked because they I'm in this room in Arizona and it's like there's no air conditioning and 117 degree heat in Gilbert, Arizona. And my parents are trying to open up the vent. And my mom came in and I was videoing the whole thing. I was pointing the phone right at her. And then I posted it immediately. And later she goes, hey, don't post anything of me. I saw you pointing the phone. And I'm like, I didn't know how to tell her. I was like, I immediately posted it the second it <sighs> happened. And then I think she saw it last night because I noticed my mom was like treating me a little differently. So I think she might be upset. And I I put a filter on it, but I think at a certain you know, at a certain age, you're not going to be happy even regardless of a filter, you know? Oh my God. I feel, yeah. I feel like all moms are the same way. I mean, at least my mom's the same way kind of too, where she's just like, are you taking a picture of me? I think like, you're, you're not family anymore. You're content at this point. Exactly. Like no, when I go to Arizona, I'm like, I'm going there for like content and like, I'm putting myself through something. Right. This for- is your job. <laughs> um, uh, so today is Sunday. We are starting earlier than usual so I can celebrate Father's Day with my dad. And happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, to all the daddies, the zaddies. Uh, and also my heart goes out to anybody that this day triggers them. But I do want to say Father's Day is one of my favorite days just in terms of celebrity posting and daily mail. Like it is like a sausage fest on Instagram and any social media. And we get all the declarative happy Father's Day posts from all of our favorite celebrities. Do you agree? Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that before, but yeah, that is something that definitely happens. Yeah, and Kim Kardashian, Kim Kardashian West, or I don't know if we just call her Kim Kardashian now again, she started off where I had people sending it because she had to do a couple Father's Day posts, and I saw the second one where she had just posted Rob, Scott, Tristan, like, and, and my friend goes, Oh my God, they, she didn't, she didn't put Kanye. And I was like, Oh, she did. She just put it in the one beforehand. She just had so many dads in her life now that she had to make two Twitter and Instagram posts. But I love that. That's how, um, how scary Instagram is, is that people like immediately hop on those things of like, she didn't wish, she didn't wish Kanye a happy father's yeah. day. I notice that happens with the Kardashians a lot. If one of them like takes too long to wish one of them a happy birthday or whatever, everyone is like, oh my God, do you notice that Kendall didn't wish like Chloe a happy birthday or whatever it is, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like people always pick them apart like that. And it's like, it's fine. I'm sure it's not anything. They're just like, you know, taking a while to come up with a birthday post to fill, to, to Photoshop their birthday posts. I mean, the Daily Mail has lost their minds. Like every post is like, you know, Kate Hudson wishes Kurt Russell, her non-dad, a happy Father's Day. And like Kylie posts a loving tribute to Travis Scott. Like it's all these different ways to like just, they're literally just going through Instagram and that's a whole article, you know, like any Father's Day post is a whole article right now. Yeah, of course. And then it'll like, 
the way that they they fluff those articles to make sure there are enough words to just talk about an Instagram <laughs> post, they'll be like Kylie Jenner clad in a curve hugging body contour green dress like they have to like get those words in there and it's like what am i even reading oh well finally thank god emily ratajowski uh emrata got her uh i mean she had her baby bo- her body back after a day so like, annoying daily mail is already going to my favorite verbiage um of tot tummy like emily ratajowski's tot tummy that they use tot tummy so much on daily mail it cracks me up that and uh, they're obsessed with Colin Farrell's toned arms. They'll like Colin Farrell, like for some reason, the actor Colin Farrell, he's always in the Daily Mail and they'll always point out he has toned arms to the fact where I'm like, is this an inside joke at the Daily Mail? That is like so random because that's it's so not, random. That yeah, it's makes, not what I really think of him when I think of Colin Farrell. Not at all. Like it is the weird. It's like if somebody pointed out like, you know, like beautiful calves on uh, Will Farrell, you know, it, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's so random. The Daily Mail, I just like, I would love just like a day in that newsroom just to see what happens there. Well, like, I don't I think there is TMZ. a newsroom. I think it's all fielded out. To... I want a TMZ-like show. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. But it, um, if you I think about it. Interviewed, I actually interviewed there once, the office in New York. It was like for, I'm really happy. I didn't get it. It was not a good position for me, but it was like when I was looking for a job. And um, yeah, it was like interesting because all the people that interviewed me were British. <laughs> I was like, this is so British. The Daily Mail. I mean, that would be funny if you thought about it like the Washington Post or Watergate or something of like, we got to get on this, you know, Kanye and Kim are divorcing. Who's got, you know, like team coverage at the Daily Mail and they're like going through trash. and Like one of those movies, like Spotlight, you know, like the the dramatic (laughs) investigative journalism. Yeah, we we cracked the, (laughs) we cracked Kylie's lip kits. Uh, These aren't, they're not using real makeup in Kylie's lip kits. Um, that actually, if if there were to be an investigation that toppled the Kardashian empire, like something that they really could not come back from, like the Chrissy Teigen stuff, we'll get to that. But um, if if there was something like, I would want a movie about that. Oh, like, I, I mean, I would actually literally want a movie about that. Well, I think that's where we're headed in terms of pop culture is that pop culture has become political and vice versa. And like that, everything is kind of one now. And that's why I really do think I was watching the Kardashian uh, part one uh, finale with Andy Cohen. Oh yeah, how was that? I never even got around to watching it and I like actually meant to. Part two is uh, Sunday night. So you'll, that'll have already aired and I'll be talking about that later in the week. I liked it in the sense of it was, Great to bring the reunion vibe that Andy brings to the the Kardashians. I wish they had done it much sooner. Andy asked really good questions. I think where it stumbles is that Andy didn't do any follow-up or didn't push harder. Like the first question out of the gate was like a beautiful question of why, why in the show now just to go to another platform? And Chris goes, well, you know what? It, it was 20 seasons and I asked all the girls and it was, we're in the middle of a contract negotiation. And Kim said, 20 is just kind of a beautiful number. And then Andy moved on. And I'm like, wait, you ignored the platform part of this going to Hulu. You ignored the question completely. Yeah. 
I just didn't understand that. So, and you get the sense, you get the sense of this watching that you get the sense Courtney hates Kim's guts and Courtney barely, Courtney barely wants to be there. It seems like, you know, shoot, I'm really going to have to watch it right after. Like now I never watched the Kardashians, but I really want to watch this, but it's, it's only good. It's only good talking about afterwards when you're watching it, you're kind of going to be pissed because I he read that there push. were no, yeah, there were no bombshells or anything, which I knew would, when we talked about this, I was like, there's not going to actually be any like bombshells. Just well, like, let me tell you, there was a clip, Sophie, that was, uh, oh, put them out about calling part out two. Scott. Scott is Gina from Ithaca, New York wants to know if you think you would have a shot with Courtney, if you had maintained your sobriety. Yes. Do you? Yeah, probably. Um, Sorry, this is just so deep. <laughs> it is deep. This is really deep. I came out here to get it deep. Yeah. I know. It's true. Casey from Los Angeles wants to know, Courtney and Scott, super quick. Have you slept together in the last five years? Oh Do you gosh. seriously expect everyone to believe that after your breakup, you traveled together all that time without ever hooking up? People cannot believe that, but we have not. For real, you have not. For real. How annoying. <laughs> so how would you describe your relationship today? I feel like we're great friends and co-parents. Yeah, I mean, we're family, you know, I think yeah, we always family. will be. You dealt with Scott's substance abuse issues um, and infidelity. What was a bigger deal breaker for you? I mean, the infidelity was like, I only knew about it at the end. And then, so I think the substance abuse was the the deal breaker. At the time, do you think that drinking was leading you into bad behavior? Yeah, I don't want to make any excuses for my behavior. I definitely wouldn't have done these things sober, but it was all wrong. And I just thought it was normal, to be honest. For, for Is a monogamous time. relationship what you aspire to? Yeah. Yeah. Now. But then I was somewhat young and I didn't really know the difference. And How old were you when you started filming with us? 23? Yeah. Kylie's age. Yeah. It seems like you get really upset when Courtney is linked to other guys. Me? What? Yeah. No. No? No. Um, I just want to kill them. In this... <laughs> what did you say? He said, I just want to kill them. You just want to kill them. Okay. Okay. Is he called the last guy? Let's yeah. all be honest. Nobody here. was happy with Nobody. the last one. So, really? Yeah. yeah. Scott and but everyone I did else. Try didn't to still like him. support. I was still there to try to help her through. Um, there, there was this clip of Scott, and he literally, allegedly, he looks just unhealthy. He mm -hmm. looks, he's kind of mumbling, and he's talking about like they're saying. You know, if it wasn't for Scott's addictions, would he, would you guys be together? And Courtney's like, yeah, probably. And then Andy kind of pushes on, you know, you don't like seeing her with other guys. And he's like, no, no. But um, from what I heard, that was a great Scott. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Scott, everybody. It's just that I, I lost my family at a young age. And these Kardashians are kind of what I, my family, oh, shucks, oh, shucks, you guys. And he does this whole thing and but he goes i he goes no i don't care if she dates other guys i just want to kill them he says and it was like really dark so i have a feeling part two is going to really heat up because we also get the 
thing where Tri- uh, Chloe admits that Tristan cheated multiple times. And I can't tell if she meant the first time or the most recent accusations. She probably didn't mean the most recent accusations. Yeah, I don't think so either, but they were very unclear of that on the preview. So I think you're going to be upset watching it, but overall, after you think about it and process it, it was kind of exciting to see these. I just want to know more about the Hulu deal. That's really what I want to to know about. Um, That's what I mean. It's like, they're so shady. Like we would love to like watch them actually like pull back the curtain on, you know, who they are. But it's all, it's very obvious that it's all just very, like, orchestra. It, it wasn't like, from what I saw, at least, because I've only watched clips. Like I said, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I watched the previews and I watched clips. It's like, you could tell that all of the questions they, like, had known about, they, it looks like, you know, Kim came prepared. Like, it, it just, it, it seems very, like, s- scripted in a way that actual, like, Housewives shows aren't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I did love Andy's special sauce on it. I thought that was, I love the melding of the two worlds, but I really, I have a Washington, you guys, I have a Washington Post reporter, a a culture reporter coming on this week to talk about like Kardashians and pop culture as a whole. So I can't wait to talk to her because I just, I I really want to know more about what their next step is. But I think Pete, like the Kardashians are now just like, they should run a PR agency and Kris Jenner, especially, but they did, did dig into the uh the meme of the devil works hard but chris jenner works harder and all the girls like they asked a question do you uh feel weird collecting 10 percent from your daughters and she said no i work very hard other managers actually cost you know like charge more and all the girls stood up for their mom but i think there was still a little bit of this kind of act uh put up where i'm sorry i don't think you can do the job chris jenner does and be the goof that she presents herself on camera as, you know? No, Kris Jenner is definitely, like, a narcissist. Like, she she has, you know, anyone who exploits their children like that and lets their daughters, like, fuck up their appearances starting at age, like, 16, even younger... Um, and let her like 17 year old daughter date a grown man. Like it's a Chris Jenner has literally sold her soul to the devil. Like, I don't believe that she's like, <laughs> like fun loving. Like it's the truth. Well, I, I, I do gotta, I have to ask you a question. Do you think in the next three months we will watch Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker have unprotected sex? I feel like that's where this is headed. Oh, you mean that they're going to have a baby? No, I feel like they literally are going to have sex on camera. Like, I feel like oh, that's, yeah. I feel like we, every day we get a little closer to her taking the jean shorts off. And like, it's, that's where I feel like they're we're headed. So, but the, they love the attention. And I'm just like, when you know someone wants attention, it makes you like not want to pay attention to them. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, You're pushing so hard. It makes me want to know. But the why is what's le- like, I want to know why you're pushing this hard. And- why? Because it's getting them attention and like, they love it. Travis Barker has never been more relevant. Like Courtney, you know, is getting all this attention. Like she can have all these looks. Do like, you think, do you think Mason is the one taking the photos? I don't know. Probably. They're always at a low really angle. Weird. Yeah. It's really weird to think about. 
But like, it's definitely <laughs> possible. It's for sure possible. Well, I wanted to present you with this information. Uh, just yesterday in Venice Beach, California, there was a surprise show on a rooftop of a Venice bar with Machine Gun Kelly. And we got photos of Kourtney Kardashian with Megan Fox and Addison Ray. I mean, I feel like, which means if I bet Randall Emmett and Lala were there then probably, I feel like all of the people that I don't want to care about it, it's like the Justice League of annoying people to me on one rooftop and they're all together being potentially annoying. And I know you guys all love Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. I just don't, you know? Me neither. I think they're annoying. That's what I mean. It's like those those are two people that clearly want attention. Like every day it's like a new like Megan Fox, like staged paparazzi shoot, like very Kardashian-esque. It definitely seems like she's like taking a page from the Kardashians, like style-wise, like with the paparazzi shoots, like just like everything lately. I'm getting Kardashian vibes and I'm just like, eh, I don't know why everyone's like obsessed with her, like. Yeah, no, it's, but at the same time, they are, I don't know if it's pan pandemic. Uh, I hate saying pandemic pandemic. I don't know if it's, we've just had a long year, but they were able to sneak in and sort of like monopolize like the daily mail. And there were all of a sudden all these award shows popped up. We saw machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox at, and I feel like their celebrity got in under the wire and all of a sudden, like it's, they've become a presence and I don't necessarily, I still can't tell you more than like one Machine Gun Kelly song. And I know I love Jennifer's body that Megan Fox did. Yeah, what has Megan Fox pretty. been in recently? She hasn't been in anything. She's been in Machine Gun Kelly. I think I think she pegs yeah, it. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, how did, did you have a good weekend? How's the summer going for you? Um, It's good. I mean, my weekend, I'm trying to think of even what, I like was sick last week. Like I said, I, my voice is a little raspy. Um, so I tried to like, kind of take it easy this weekend, but I went out last night, um, date, date or friends, um, friends. Um, and yeah, nothing too exciting. I ate Taco Bell at, um, <laughs> and I'm here to tell the tale. I feel okay. That's um, yeah. when you get older, Taco Bell is really that litmus test of how well your body processes. That's things. What, wait. So I actually, I said that on the, on the blocked party podcast that I was recording, I was talking about my 3am Taco Bell and they were like, how old are you? And I was like 29 and they were like, just wait. Oh, uh, when like, you, when you hit 34, <laughs> I think your body just goes like what I where we can't do this anymore. And then you start having yearly Taco your Bell. Body where, is like, your body's like, what was that? <laughs> It's literally, you know, that Wendy Williams, like when she sees a, <laughs> have you seen that clip? No, wait, what? what the clip? Wendy Williams show. And there's like, I think it's a Halloween thing. And it shows this person with this really scary fucked up mask in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, it's, but it's one of those things. Taco Bell is so good that you forego your body. And like one time a year you go, like, you know what you're getting into, but you just had, you like, you can't not do it, you know? Like when you, once you have a cheesy bean and rice burrito and you know how it tastes and how it makes you feel in the moment. Yeah. Don't care about anything after that. I want, I want to do like a show where rich people experience things like that. Like we, we like Sutton from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like didn't know what Buca de Beppo was, all of these things. I would love a show where you take Sonia Morgan to a Target or a Walmart, like I would love to see them experience these things that we cherish so deeply as middle-class people. 
Oh my God. I would love that. I mean, soon we're get to, we're going to get to watch Erica Jane, you know, what were your thoughts? Did you watch the housewife and the hustler, Sophie? Oh my God. Did I, <laughs> what do you mean? What kind of question is that? I was trying to lead you in like a professional. I was trying to set you up for a, uh, a home run. Oh my God. It, I actually watched it twice. I, yeah, I did as well. And I, I, I really thought it was so well done because they showed the victims. I thought it, yeah. I thought it gave it a relevance and this really solid foundation. And I loved that they used Daniel Staub and Dana Wilkie. And I'm not saying that because Dana Wilkie was on the pod this week. I'm saying it because they were, they, they had like, they have experiences housewives. They also, you know, Dana had the $25,000 sunglasses, which fits right into bragging about crazy wealth which we saw again this week's beverly hills with the ninety-five thousand dollar hermes purse uh that crystal minkoff showed um so you see all of these things i thought they were perfect and they were funny and it was it shows you the lunacy of the the housewives which i think part of is why we love them you know yeah i thought their insight was interesting like i can't remember which one of them made the point about how i think it was dana how like if you're going to spend like $5,000 on a birthday party, but then you find out it's going to be filmed, then you make it $50,000 or whatever it is. It's like, obviously, you know, that happens, but I had never actually consciously thought of that. I was like, oh, you know, when they have these parties, like they're going to have these parties anyway, but it's like, yeah. oh, of course they're going to make them crazier for the cameras. Like that is what it's about is presenting this, you know, like they, they completely spend beyond their means just to like keep up with the Joneses look like they're, you know, the rich ones. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, and, yeah. and by the way, we love that. Um, and as you know, we, we love that. I was trying to think about, did you watch Beverly Hills this week? Yeah. I'm so, all like caught up. So this was like an argument that I was seeing online and I had posted a meme about crystal's purse. Cause it reminded me of an advent calendar. I don't, See, I'm not a woman, so I always where I fail you guys as a podcaster is I can't talk about style because oh, I can. I'm an old navy man, and I don't understand purses or shoes. Why? Just why is that ninety five thousand dollars? Please tell me. It looks so small. So Birkins um, are like known as being the most expensive purse, just in general. So, and there are a lot of iterations of Birkins that are like more expensive. Like in general though, Birkins are like hard to get, extremely expensive. They make them, you know, an exclusive, only the richest people in the world, the cream of the crop can carry a Birkin basically. You've seen Sex in the City, you know, when Samantha um, pretends that she's getting the Birkin for Lucy Liu. Oh, but it yeah, was yeah. really for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why I know Manolo, yeah. Manolo Blahniks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you know, but like, yeah, Hermes Birkins are just the craziest, most expensive purses. And it's like a, just an expensive fashion house. You know, you talk about craftsmanship. and So is that really you know, it? Material. The craftsmanship? It's like an I art? mean, whatever you want. It's also name recognition. It's Hermes. It's, you know, these brands, you can call it craftsmanship and, you know, very like quality leather and material, all of that, of course. Um, but a lot of it is like, of course they can charge this much because it's like a, a brand that's, you know, it is what it is. People are going to spend a lot of money for it. But, um, so there's like croc, croc skin, Birkins, like the Kardashians, you know, Kylie Jenner is like all of them. There's one that like Kanye got like hand painted for Kim. Like those run up in like the hundreds of thousands too. I'm guessing that this one, I don't know the exact backstory on like this person particular, it might just be part of like a collection that makes it maybe like an, a special designer artist designed it. Um, 
Yeah. Well, and also, I know I, it's stupid. I know it's stupid, but it's like that's what broken no, no, are so expensive. I thought it was stupid, but I I think of it as stupid from a guy's perspective because I just don't get. I I look at that and I go ninety five thousand dollars. I I could take care of myself for like two years with ninety five thousand dollars. Like I look at it like that. So my thing is, there was this huge argument online that I was seeing of like, well, how dare you? Like people were arguing about the purse. My thought, my initial thought was Crystal. I was bummed out because I was like, Crystal seems so smart. Why would she want a $95,000 purse? That just seems so small and tiny. And then I was like looking more into it. And I was like, well, there is a reason Crystal is on the housewives. There is it like she does have some housewives in her. And me thinking somebody's smart is like, if if they were all just well-adjusted, amazing people, you wouldn't be on the housewives. Yeah. Period. Like you wouldn't be on the housewives. Yeah. And I mean, that's true for sure. I'm, I'm very much into purses. Anyone who knows me knows that like purses are like, I I like clothes. I like shoes, but like, I am like a big purse fanatic. So that's why I like, I know everything about, I'm the same way as Kyle in that scene. If I see a pretty purse, it's like all I can focus on. Kyle, you guys, Kyle was just like staring, like Kyle could not keep focus and just staring at the purse. Uh, my, my, I relate to that, but I can't, yeah, I can't relate to $95,000 for a purse. And I think that's also like, for me, just how I'm raised $95,000 is a lot of money for people that grew up, but crystal, I'm like, I thought crystal, you know, like was raised not with a lot of money. So that's another interesting point. It's like, I feel like the people that just grow like Kathy Hilton, that I would expect Kathy Hilton to carry that around because Kathy Hilton, you know, it's like, she's always kind of like had a lot of money. Well, part of the joy of, I guess, watching these shows for me, then I, because then I started doing math. I was like, okay, Rob, he directed The Lion King. I was like, then trying to guess how much Rob's pulling in because $95,000. Okay. So that's like almost one tenth of a million. So like how many millions does Rob have in the bank where one tenth of a million is still a lot of money. So you can just throw that away because it's probably not. I don't know how that works. I don't know how the, the whole Lion King empire thing works, but I'm guessing that like, they get royalties every single time the Lion King is ever used for anything. And I wonder if he got royalties from the Broadway musical because that ran. Oh, one hundred percent. The Broadway musical, I'm sure. The um, every time it plays on TV, they get. It's like the Friends cast, how they will always be set for life because of royalties, like the Seinfeld cast. Yeah, people don't realize those get sell, sold into syndication not only one time, but every three to five years they renegotiate and they get yeah. paid almost as much. Like, I mean, it's it's never ending. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's syndication is what it yeah. is. So every time, you know, the Lion King, it's like the Disney Plus deal or whatever it was where the Lion King rights are negotiated and the new Lion King movie that came out, like they make money for it's like passive income. It's royalties. <laughs> What I thought was cool, um, what I thought was cool, my uh, on on Instagram, people also let me know, and I was like that that purse has doubled in value. I didn't realize these purses appreciate mm-hmm. in value. That's so I was why like, purses are a good investment. Another thing I love about purses versus shoes and clothes, the right purses. If you purchase like a Chanel or a Birkin, they it's an investment. Yeah, I went to TJ Maxx yesterday and I cleared them out. I cleaned them out, TJ Maxx. I'm a Maxinista. If you guys are looking for a, if you guys are looking for like a coach, Broad City. Oh, I love Broad City. I love Broad City. Maxinista. (laughs) 
But yeah, I cleared out uh, uh, Ross Dress for Less and TJ Maxx. So I don't. I hope those purses appreciate. The, some of those seem a little janky, but I'll. I'll did trust you know Crystal. I'm the? Did you know I'm the Ross Stores heiress? I'm joking. Oh my God! I was like, whole. I knew you were a celebrity, but I had no clue the power I was Can dealing you imagine? with. Imagine. Uh, well, you're wait. You're from Ohio, right? Actually, it, yes. But at at Davy Wayne's, that story that I told last week, I oh. told him on the dating app that my uncle was Bob Ross because I was like, because <laughs> prompt, I was like, that's my uncle. Like thinking he would know was a joke, but like at the bar, he was like, yeah, he was like her uncle's Bob Ross. Like he like actually met up with me for that reason because he thought my uncle was Bob we Ross. Paint, and I we was paint like, the clouds, just a little dab, a little dab there. Uh, my grandma used to, uh, I don't know if this is in all of Ohio, but in Columbus, Ohio, there is a, uh, a Jewish department store called Schottenstein's, which is like a raw stress for less. And she, um, hired all the models for like the newspaper ads and worked there for the last like 20 years of her life. But I would always, I was a, a shoe model when I would come back to Columbus, Ohio. And I remember being in elementary school and I was a shoe model for Schottenstein's. And then I was in the paper. I was like, these are my, these are my feet. I was like bragging on the, like, I didn't have any friends, but I was bragging that these feet were mine. Like I was a foot model and I was just wearing like discounted shoes. And I thought, I thought I was a professional model. It was so alarming. Um, what I was going to say though, about some of you, wow. I wow. haven't heard of Schottenstein's. Oh my God. I Maybe your mom has it. it. Uh, yeah. It's a, uh, I don't I wonder know. If it's, it's still open. It must just be in Columbus, but um, so this summer, that's what I was going to say is, so it's 116 here in Gilbert, Arizona, but through Instagram, everybody looks like they are having amazing summers. And I'm like, oh my God, we really are on the precipice, if not already there, of people are actually having summers. I see people at live music. I see, I think there is something so joyful about that. And it really does. And I'm no, no joking or shade. It warms my heart to see. And I, I'm like, do I start making plans? Like, I'm like, I, People are reaching out right and left, but I do want to beg people, let's slow it down a little bit, though. Can we work ourselves up to going out every night of the week? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, also, yeah, last night, um, I actually went back to that bar that I was talking about that was packed with yeah. just wall-to-wall people with no masks. And I was there last night, and I was like, this is crazy that this is just, like, we're just suddenly back to, we didn't even like ease into it. It's just like, no, we're back to normal. It went from like no bars at all, nothing. <laughs> to everything. To no masks, just people. It wasn't like, you know, maybe some people in the bars with masks on. It was like, nope, just. And every band is like announced a tour. Like I, I we only yeah. have so much money. Like pretty soon we're going to need a stimulus just for opening things back up this quickly. Like I yeah. feel like I wish I had saved my stimulus. I, I wish you could have had an option of like, you can uh, take the stimulus now, or if you wait six months, you can double the stimulus money. And I would have, I, I wish I would have waited because I'm like, I see, I'm going to go broke like any day now. I'm going to go broke. I know. Same. It's bad. That, oh my God. I'm thinking about how much money I actually spent last night too on Ubers. I spent so much money. But is that part of the appeal as a woman dating is that you potentially can get things paid for if there's a gentleman out there? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Like, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see a new movie, you could just go like, just get on the dating app and go, you want to see a movie? 
That's true. I, yeah. Like, but then a lot of guys will want to split with you, I hear. Like, a lot of my girlfriends will be like, Denny tried to split with me. Oh, on a, first, on a first date? I think that people who say that are, like, offered. Like, you just have to not offer. Because sometimes you will run into guys <laughs> that are like, oh, sure. But I just don't offer. It's a first date. I expect you to pay for me. It's a first date. It'd be and great I, if so on first like, dates you just di- you just get the bill and you just run. i just yeah exactly but like i yeah and also it's like i don't want to be disappointed if i like the guy and then i offer at the end and he's like yeah why not sure i'll let you pay and then i'm like fuck (laughs) you know but also so i i mean i also wanted to warn everybody we are opening everything back up so quickly don't open your heart back up too quickly ladies and guys listening let's let's we've got a long summer ahead of us so please don't commit yourself to one guy or girl this week let's wait we've got a lot like it's like i regret now buying some uh concert tickets when it was the only concert that was like and i was like oh it's the only concert and my buddy uh tug wanted me to buy tickets to like jungle which is i I love the group but now i'm like i could have used that money towards these bands that i really really love but i rushed because i was just so excited that bands were playing again I, the same thing with your hearts, guys. Don't just give it away immediately in the next couple of weeks. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And I also was like having an existential. I was like, this is my last summer in my 20s. Oh, you really got to go out with the blaze of glory. I know exactly. I'm like, I really have to just like. I feel like this is a documentary, potentially your last year of your 20s, where you're just shoving Taco Bell down your gullet and dating yeah, haphazardly, you know? Yeah, I think it is so funny. Like if I like I need like a separate dating podcast for just all of my like stories when it comes to that stuff, because she's branching so- out on her own, folks. I knew it would happen. <laughs> she's already she's guested on the blocked pod, which, by the way, she just guested on this blocked podcast today. So you got to all check it out when it comes out. We'll post it in my stories. Uh, we always support Sophie, but it's it's supposed to be an awesome podcast anyways. But you do need a dating podcast. The thing is, <laughs> you do it because you don't want your family knowing all of your business. Exactly. That's what's hard. It's like, I just don't know how to f- make sure that like my my family doesn't listen to it, you know? But your family's- And not just for like, you know, oh my God, it. like inappropriate. It's not even that. It's like, I just know my mom will be like, so what happened to that Jewish guy that you want to on a date with? What happened to him? Hmm? <laughs> What'd you mess up? Oh, my parents still, my mom remembers everything yeah. to the point where, but it's, it's so funny. That's how, you know, this podcast isn't for everybody. Like I put all of my secrets in this podcast because I know my parents will never listen. Like I could put my bank account information in this podcast and I know my, like my mom. You're lucky. Wants- You're lucky. You can say whatever you want. But my mom wants to know everything about my life. She just won't listen to my podcast. It's, <laughs> all, it's all in there, you know. She'll do. She'll do anything to know about her son, except except, except actually listen. listen to his own words. I do a. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast this week about with my parents to determine who, if I, you know, unfortunately pass away, who gets the rights to my pod, either my mom or dad. Um, well, because they did what? that. Well, my mom did that to me already where she did like, if, if for something happens to them, like I get on a plane, this is the safe I go to, this is what you do. Like we did dry runs if anything happens to them. So I figured I would do the same to them, but I was like the only, I don't have a kid. So the only thing I have is this podcast and my Instagram. So we're going to do a game where like, I decide if my mom or dad uh, gets access to my digital afterlife. That is so 
dark. It's dark, but it's also, I think it's because I have a lawyer on to walk us through what a digital afterlife is. Like you have to set this stuff. And guys, don't you think about that though? If you pass away, like your mom is going to potentially see all of your Twitter drafts. Oh my God. Think about that. Your mom no, is going to have access to your Gmail. I actually was reading like Reddit the other day. I was reading and the second chapter of Reddit. I was... No, it's funny because I was reading like Ask Men, like the men Reddit. I was like, oh, what's going on with men these days? And and people were talking about like fleshlights, like if it was like worth it, a like a flashlight. Fleshlights. What's a fleshlight? Ryan. What? What? Is, is it a, a flashlight flesh- shaped like flesh? I what what, what Do is it? Not a- know what a flashlight is. This is so awkward. No, what's a what's a flashlight? I don't know what a flashlight is. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> what? Well, I don't know what's so funny. It's is it like a vibrator? Like, is it a vibrator? It's for men to like. Oh, you put like your a whole, thing in it there. It has a hole for the penis. Wait, let me let me just write this down. Uh, and, that flesh yeah, with so one. They have you? they have different like ones you can you can buy. Like they have different like themes and like themes. so on Reddit. So on Reddit, this guy was like, I had. <laughs> He was like, I had an ass one, like one shaped like an ass. He was like, <laughs> first of all, they said they were like really annoying to clean. And I was like, that's so oh. gross. He, said, he was like, the idea of someone finding that after I died, I was oh. like, it's not worth it. I mean, the only good, like, I mean, I don't have like, I lived, I lived in a time, you guys, I was young enough where I remember like Playboys and penthouses, like actual physical magazines that you would hide from your parents. And thankfully those, I don't even think those exist anymore, but you know, you'd always have the kid in your neighborhood with access to a Playboy and you'd always find yourself in the woods, like with your other guy friends looking at a Playboy or like in a tree house. And I remember we had like three, we had like a Playboy lingerie issue. We had a penthouse and like you would pass these around like the Holy Grail because it was the only time to see like boobs and butts and you didn't know how anything worked and i remember my dad had playboys but he would hide them in this his like office's closet and my one babysitter jimmy bore would lock me in the bathroom until i would let him know where my dad's playboys were he'd be like you're not coming out until you let me know where your dad's playboys are and then we got to an age where I was like 12 or 13 and my mom made my dad throw out his entire Playboy collection and we loaded them up in a radio flyer wagon when my dad was on a business trip. I remember this and I lived in Olathe, Kansas and I went, we had long driveways and I rent the driveway and we threw them all out. And then I tipped off my babysitter, Jimmy, who lived across the street that my dad had thrown out all his Playboys. So all of a sudden, Jimmy, the babysitter had all of my dad's Playboys. Oh my God. Like your poor dad. He just wanted his playboys. I know. I really, now as an older man, I realize those are collector's items, you know, they could probably go for like a ton of money. The only time I've seen my dad cry was when I introduced him to Hugh Hefner once in Los Angeles. Cause he would come into this bar called Barfly on sunset Boulevard. That's no longer open on Friday nights with all of the, all of the, like the blondes that he was married to and all of that stuff. He would come in every Friday night, had his own section, and they would do dinner and dancing in this section. And they came in and I got to um, introduce, I said, you know, Mr. Hefner, this is my dad. Cause my friends worked there and my dad teared up. My dad like literally was like, I'm real proud of you. Like he couldn't believe that I introduced, like it was, yeah, it was, it was actually a really cool moment. 
Happy Father's Day. It's so, Hugh Hefner was so lucky that he was in the era that he was because what he was doing would not fly. Oh, there is so many, I mean, like he's lucky he has passed away before a lot of these deeper conversations. Right. And how he was even treating the playmate. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, there's a podcast called La Do You Remember This, you guys. And she's been on this podcast before, Dara Lane, but she's doing a whole season on The Girls Next Door. And yeah, he's a, it was a very, very potentially bad man in a lot of ways, even though he represented Americana in a lot of ways. Um, but also I want to say Happy Father's Day to the number one dad on the planet, uh, Jax Taylor. Happy first Father's Day. Um did you brace your, did you feel any kind of rumblings last night knowing that today there was going to be a lot of Jack's posting? Oh my God. Yeah. We knew this was coming. So we I already got a skin on, we got two skin on skin photos that I immediately, that you, it seemed like it was taken the first day. And there's one photo, you guys, where it looks like he's legitimately breastfeeding the baby. Jax gave birth to that child. Yeah, Jax, well, more than Brittany. I mean, obviously more than, but he, but the fact- He fucked, got pregnant, gave birth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm engaged. I'm engaged. But I mean, I don't- married. You know, it's, I I actually, I I think Cruz is actually a very cute baby. I'm making fun of Jax. And I also want to make- I, you know, like I, I, I poke fun at Jax a lot and I actually had one of his friends on the podcast last week and I felt kind of bad. Uh, this, this, uh, Jared Lipscomb, he's a a makeup artist and he has his own podcast, really great guy. But he, the one thing he told me before he went on was like, I will not make fun of Jax on this because he obviously knows my social media presence. And I said, that's totally fine. But he also told a story of like, you know, he went through leukemia and Jax and Brittany were two of the people that made like checked in on him every day for like a year and a half. So it does go to show you there are good parts of everybody, but now I'm going to make fun of Jax as a dad. Uh, I think it is, he is so, he's so thirsty. Like he's rebranded as the number one dad. Oh, of course. He's, he was always going to be the number one dad in this group. Well, that's also Jax's personality disorder. Like he literally has a personality disorder in which he literally just thinks he's the God's gift to earth. So of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was so weird. He was, he bought so many custom made Nikes for this boy and then was taking photos with them on like a one week old, uh, newborn, which from what my understanding, a lot of women told me you're not supposed to put shoes on a baby that early, but he had to show off that investment. But then also his, his financial situation is so weird that I'm like, how do you, and if you guys have ever seen his man cave, it looks like just, um, 80s Americana threw up everywhere. Like he has so much signage in it's just overpowering. Um, but I don't know. A happy first Father's Day to Jax. <laughs> they definitely have like um the signs in the kitchen that say eat. Yeah, you know? it's it's a live, laugh, love starter home. Yeah, like I'm just thinking about all the signage. My mom actually loves signage too. She has a she has a sign that says this house is ruled by women on the front door. <laughs> all women and poodles and then my dad oh my mom's full signage too she has a like it's wine o'clock yeah yeah like all of those kind of things it is a certain thing that i feel like men kind of give up once they're in a committed relationship and it's like really it's like the happy wife happy life but i just can't imagine my dad was like cool with the signage you know 
Yeah. I mean, my, my dad just lets her do her thing and he has his man cave too. And happy father's day. <laughs> you're listening. Love you. But, um, yeah, it's like they, you know, they let, they let the lady take over like the de- decorating and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, as long as a guy has like a man cave, I feel like, you know, it's fine. Um, well, what's not fine, I think is this next topic. And I think, I'm scared to bring it up because I know it's going to be a sensitive issue. And I read this person's apology on the podcast on Friday, but there's a lot of, there's an aspect of this I want to get into. So Chrissy Teigen, you guys uh, released her 10th apology this past week. It was a very lengthy medium post, which I read the entire thing on Friday. If you want to go listen to my uh, dulcet tones reading Chrissy's apology. Um, my big thing with this just right off the bat is that I don't know why somebody craves fame this much that they need us to be okay with her. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. like, just take the L and call it a day. Enjoy your family for a year. And you actually have talent with cooking. Like, I just don't get why somebody needs fame this badly, but that's like anybody in this. It must, fame must taste so good. It must be the, the hardest, the, the sweetest drug, but what I, I just don't get any of that firsthand but secondhand i want to talk about is this michael costello mm-hmm. so michael costello you guys immediately after chrissy's apology came on and reminded us and showed us screenshots of chrissy supposedly allegedly bullying him and saying that his career was over that all of these things that he was begging chrissy no because can we just talk can we just talk and everybody was like oh shit oh my god chrissy's even worse than we already thought she was and then it turns out that these Instagram images were were doctored because there were certain at like they had spelled Chrissy Teigen wrong. The format when these messages would have come out in 2014, I believe, was not how Instagram looked. But we all bought it. And what is your opinion on this? So I completely understand the urge for Chrissy to want to clear her name. Um, but I think it was also like you know, a double-edged sword because the way that she vehemently came out to deny this in contrast, the Michael Costello text, right. In contrast to everything else that she has been accused of doing and saying, or whatever it is, including the Courtney Stodden, like DM specifically, Abraham. Yeah. She kept saying in her apology, she was like these tweets and I was a troll. It's like, no, you were DMing people to kill themselves. Like that is like, like, I don't know. It's the fact that she vehemently denied this, but, you know, ignores so many other things like the um, the nine year old actress that she, you know, called a cunt when she, you know, when she was on the red carpet (laughs) years ago. It's like all of this other stuff. It's like you don't deny that stuff. Like, clearly you did it. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. And she's still even the way that she came out. She goes, I don't know what the fuck. Michael Michael Costello. Yeah. It's like the way it's like, you're still the same bully. Like this is okay. If, if that's someone that would make up these screenshots, he is a troubled person. He also said that he's been suicidal. Stop, stop like continuing to bully him. Just stop. Like, even if he did, even if he did lie, she has a much greater, larger following than him. And if she wanted to just put out a statement, fine. But like, it was just, it's all so messy. It's just a disaster. And I think either way, it's very clear that this has been a pattern for her, regardless of whether the Michael Costello, it's like, okay, that doesn't really change much. Like that. It, it doesn't change much, but I will say 
let's play by the rules here. Like, I mean, there are real things she's done, which I feel like, yes, like this is horrible, but like, I feel like we can't just make up shit. Like, I mean, this Michael Costello, obviously very troubled, but like that really is like, we do live in a day and age where people can post things, steal things like your digital media presence. Like I even start, I'm sorry. I want to tell a story in a second about this, but it, it, um, it really was like, holy, but I, I noticed the same thing that you did with her. Like what the, what the F are you doing? Michael Costello was like, Oh, this is not a apologetic, sad Chrissy. This is the same right. Chrissy that we've always, because people don't change and change that quickly. Like, exactly. you know, they just don't. Exactly. And I think that it made her apology even more transparent because she was like, I'm trying to be a gentler, kinder person. And it was like, what the fuck is Michael Costello? Do? It's like, yeah, she's the same person. Well, it must it must be a wrench in your plans when you're trying to do all this contrite uh, apology tour, and then right. somebody throws in something fake. You're like, oh my god! Like, yeah, it, 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 no, for sure. Michael Costello absolutely should be held accountable for this, and I think he will be. He's already 100%. getting like, destroyed and exposed, and yeah, he sounds like a piece of shit too. It doesn't change the fact. Like, I feel like Chrissy was almost trying to use this as like, I'm look, I'm the victim again. Like, I need sympathy again. It's like, just go away. Like that's, and John Legend came out. It's like, why are you coming out for this one thing? But you haven't said anything about all of the other people that she's bullied. Like think about like the Lindsay Lohan tweets and like just all of the horrible tweets that she, it's like, are you apologizing to all of these individuals that you, and like, yeah, Lindsay Lohan and who else was it? Um, Like Farrah Abraham and all of these other like women that were already getting beaten up by the, I mean, Farrah Abraham sucks, but like. You know, it's like, are you? I want to know exactly concrete what she is doing. I, I have so many thoughts on her apologies. Well, Sophie, we are all more than our worst mistakes, as Christy said. Yeah, like, shut the fuck. Yeah, like, shut <laughs> up. Our worst mistakes. Like, none of our worst mistakes involve, like, literally driving people to suicide almost. Like, well, I do think it's like one of your worst punishments ever is like, this is why I think you always, like, life is long and you do, like, there is. Uh, things do come back around is that mm-hmm. it must be horrifying to be dunked on by Farrah Abraham. I was thinking like there, Farrah Abraham has gotten a lot of press through this, you know, and, and, and Farrah Abraham to her credit says she does not want Chrissy canceled. Uh, that was on TMZ the other day, but I was like, I do want to point out though, that I have like, Farrah Abraham isn't a great person herself. Like, I do want to point out, like, there are cer- certain things of, like, I've dumped on Farrah Abraham. I've never said she should kill herself. There was a big, I, cause I, I went through this on Friday because I was really not confused, but I was trying to work it out of, like, well, I make fun of people pretty hard, but I think the difference is I've never once ever said this person should off themselves. Like, why don't you just die? Like, I've never done that. And yeah. I don't mean that, like, I'm on some high pedestal for that that's but just like yeah people who are like empathetic because chrissy would always talk about empathy especially like you know the trump stuff also it just makes her it gives the right-wing people even more like she just looks like a hypocrite she's always talking about empathy and compassion it's like you have zero empathy or compassion if you are telling anyone to kill themselves ever i get nervous that n- there's just no good people out there i get i do i legitimately get nervous because you're right well, like i remember even politically i was like oh shit like there's there's a couple um comedians that were like on my side of what i believe politically and then i found out like they had cheated on their wives they had done this and like i was like Dude, maybe don't be so vocal if you're a piece of shit deep down. Like, you know, like well, not everyone. Like- yeah. It's like we can't expect everyone to be perfect. Everyone who like shares our like political beliefs. But oh. um, yeah, it really is just like it, it. it's just an astounding display of hypocrisy from 
Chrissy Teigen just in general. Um, because yeah, she just is clearly a vicious, vicious bully and someone that just did not have any empathy for these people that she was bullying at all. So like, don't ask us for empathy. And I thought that her freaking letter was so vague. It still just wasn't addressing exactly oh, I, what it needed to address. It was so I was vague. out when she compared it to my name is Earl, the TV show. Right. She was so like, I'm going around apologizing to everybody uh, I've done wrong. It's like my personal version of my name is Earl exclamation point, right. exclamation point. I'm like, girl, this is not the time to make your shitty make jokes. jokes. Like, exactly. So that is something that's always bothered me about Chrissy Teigen is just like never thought she was funny. I thought she tried too hard to be funny. And people really liked her shtick for a really long time, but it's a, it's like officially worn off. It is not funny anymore. It's annoying and grating. And especially in an apology, she goes, hi again. Like her, my name is Earl reference. It was just inappropriate. Like she's still not taking it as seriously as like the entire world is taking it. Like it, it's not, the she's still trying to charm people with like her, look, I'm pretty and I'm funny. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. It's like, no, that's not, no one likes that anymore. You're just fucking annoying. But the other thing I thought about, and I don't know, is that uh, I noticed that all of these posts, these posts recently have gotten like over a million likes on Instagram and so much. I was like, but then it's like, is it just people like me and you that have studied pop culture, have been obsessed with it since we were young? Are we the people that kind of like, and, and maybe I'm a little jaded, no, maybe I'm a lot jaded in my own life where I'm like, hey, there's something about this I don't buy, but we are the minority in this situation. The majority, you know, looks at Chris and go, oh, a hero again, you know? I think the majority of online people hate Chrissy, the people that are online. And then it's like, you know, you have your wine moms and stuff that aren't like, <laughs> and they love Chrissy. So it's like, yes, she absolutely still has an audience. That's why I think she keeps trying to come back. Cause she's like, but I do have fans and they miss me. And she's also a narcissist. So like, she needs like the attention. She fucking needs it. Like, needs it's like jacks taylor like well it's got to be like i said it's got to be the sweetest drug to yeah. the, and, I, and i know it a little bit of just like even posting instagram posts that do good it does i gotta tell you kind of does make you feel good a little bit like when you're having a bad day and i know that's psychotic i know it is oh, you it's guys. like a normal brain it's like dopamine it's like when you when something goes viral like a tweet like of course it makes you happy it's like you're getting all these notifications people liking your tweet it's like yes that's a normal biological thing I think in this case, Chrissy, and I said this on Twitter, I was like, Chrissy needed to go away for like six to 12 months because that is how serious it's like, she's not, not one grasping. month. No, exactly. She left for one month and she, it's clear that she is not grasping from her tone and like from, she only took a month. She thinks this is like any other, like, you know, scandal with like racist tweets or whatever it is, or like what it's like, no, you actually like committed kind of like almost a crime. Like that is illegal to push someone to the brink of suicide. Like that is like completely fucked up. And I don't think she realizes that. So what I would have liked to see is for her to have gone away for six. To, I mean, I wouldn't have liked my, what I would like to see is for Chrissy Teigen to go away forever. But like, I think what her PR team should have advised her to do is stay away for six to 12 months, come back with a very concrete plan of how she has worked on herself how she has donated, where she has given time, where she has volunteered, like what she has actually done to kind of change and come back with like a very serious, serious note, like no jokes, just 
fucking serious. Like, take it seriously. So she did everything wrong. In my I just life. think she has like an actual talent. She can cook. Like, if I could cook, you guys wouldn't hear me at all anymore. Like, she like doesn't. You- Her talent was literally just being like a personality, like social media. Well, and like, she went, she went farther than anybody has ever gone with that. Like, she was even probably shocked. But it is. But the the, the aspect of Michael Costello then hopping on this wagon for like a taste of that fame as well, or trying like I find that the bizarreness or the sickness with American pop culture is that you then get these hangers on trying to get that fame, even in the the darkest of times, trying to connect yourself to that story. And I'm like, that is such a dark story to connect yourself to begin with, to try to like go, I want this person to go down even further and I want to make myself look like the hero. And then you get all these people then coming forward now, I'm sure through Chrissy's encouragement and John Legends of going, uh, you know, Leona Lewis said I had a, a bad issue with Michael uh, Costello's Pete. Like you have all these people now coming out saying, well, Michael Costello did this to me. And yeah. now you hear every bad story about Michael Costello. And that's just how the internet works. I you know, know it's crazy. It's crazy how much just drama and all of this, it's just a mess. And it looks bad for everyone. Like it really just looks bad for everyone. It's embarrassing. Like, Again, it's like, I I really think this is something that, like, I do not think. I mean, Chrissy Teigen will, I'm sure, be back. Oh, yeah. She has her fans left that will buy, I'm sure, whatever she sells. Um, But in terms of, like, brand partnerships and, like, hosting gigs and stuff like that, like, she's done for. Like, Kris Jenner dropped her from safety. Yeah, Um, yeah, it's like she's too toxic because what happened was, and I was thinking about it, I was like, Usually there's some, you know, when someone gets canceled, quote unquote, it's like there will be people on the right defending them or people on the left defending them. Chrissy has managed to alienate literally every everyone like there is no side left defending her vehemently on social media. It's really just people that hate her. Well, so, yeah, it's like anyone who partners with her is going to get their their social media pages flooded. And it's like no one wants that. Well, this is a quick internet story about internet confusing as well, is that uh, one Miss Bethany Frankel, the girl boss herself, Skinny Girl products, she has a new Skinny Girl cauliflower pizza, you guys, and it is very exciting. She really is just at the forefront of everything, and she, uh, if you watch The Big Shot with Bethany on HBO Max, which uh, is not going forward with the second season, she has gone away from Mark Burnett. That was announced like a week and a half ago, I believe, but she made these Instagram posts, or these Instagram Instagram and Twitter, where she said, you know, I love this new cauliflower thin and crispy pizza and then proceeded to put an image where it looked like pizza that was completely made of liquid. That was like, like it, it was, I, it's hard to explain. It was like, she was trying, it was like, it was like, like so a, droopy inside. It was like, a, like an, an icy flapping. machine. If you put, yeah, folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces. I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because quince has 
all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Flat, it was a erectile dysfunction pizza. Guys, don't worry. You did not start the show over again. This is just to delineate that I am talking about our sponsor today, BetterHelp. I've been talking about them the past couple of weeks, and I could not recommend them more. This is a service that is going to pair you up with a professional licensed therapist. All you have to do is reach out and they will get back to you within 48 hours. Now, this is a service that I actually use that does help me and I could not recommend it more, especially in this day and age. Who at this point wants to drive anywhere unless it's to see your friends and have a great time? This is a great way to do this in the comfort of your own home. And what's so cool is right now, if you visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad, they will give us so bad it's good listeners 10% off your first month. And I think that's just amazing. It's a good way to try something out that I think is going to really help fulfill you and get you to lead a better life. And, you know, we get a little discount. So that's amazing. So once again, go to betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. And, uh, and, and it was like, it did not look crispy. It was so bizarre to me. And I, uh, and then later on, somebody pointed out, she had amended that, that she took out the crispy part of it. She took out and crispy, but she left a space in there. So it was like a quick delete. And I was just like, for a girl boss, and the show was based around her not knowing how to do the internet and social media, even though she's always like, she can, she prides herself as a Twitter comedian, but I was like, how can you be this bad? And this, like, that's not a crispy pizza. Like anybody can see that. I, I like cauliflower pizza. I had some last night, not hers, but I, I just, how does it, how do we make mistakes like this at that level? Just go away and make your money. I don't know. She tries to do too much. It's like, just give it a rest. Come on. No one wants that. <laughs> no one asked for that bethany um okay uh we never really got to talk we we fast forwarded through the erica jane thing do you think erica jane knew about the uh knew about what was going down yes after watching the documentary yes i think that she had to have had some idea because people were kind of coming after him like for a while and she had gotten you know like served with something like 
Two and times, also, two times she got served. Right. And she was getting this money just funneled into her account. DJ Global, yeah. Yeah. And that was money that literally did not belong to her. It's like, how do you, how do you, I just, I, yeah. I think she absolutely knew. And I think she's disgusting. Now, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week, I think they fumbled the bag, but I also don't think, I think this is why Andy came out against the housewife and the hustler and a lot of people affiliated with Bravo did because it really ruined Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week for me because you watch that and you're like, holy shit, Wednesday, I, I am going to watch the coolest hour of TV. Oh my God, it's going to be a continuation of The Housewife and The Hustler. And they drop the bag. They wait until the final 10 seconds, 10 seconds where Erica Jane saunters in, dramatically closes the door and walks towards the table and we get it to, to be continued. And it's like, fuck you, but yeah. you can't don't draw this shit out like you have a great season but don't and then i went back and watched it a second time and i was like okay well this is a decent episode if i can forget about erica jane but we're so we want this story and i feel like with streaming services releasing all of these shows at once it's really hard to wait week after week especially when you have the drama of this story you know yeah, it's so annoying. Like, trust me, I freaking hated that. I was like, of course we get it to be continued. It's so stupid. And we had to watch, like, Rinna, like, screaming with, like, her hose. Her <laughs> A lot so of people annoying. They thought of you, Sophie, when that happened because you had mentioned it last Oh, week. yeah, her cackling. <laughs> She's oh my so... God fucking annoying harry hamlin literally has her running around with a hose just to stay away from her blowjobs yeah she's like like literally rinna is just trying to blowjob harry to death and he's like i'm gonna start a garden i'm gonna start two of them i'm gonna like why don't you go run with this hose and wear yourself out like it is so crazy rinna is just like it's just a like there's the the conjuring part five lisa rinna it's like there's a demon in there you know she really is a demon in like a <laughs> skin. I just can't with her. She's so annoying. And they reran the episode. A lot of people sent it to me where the girls, Amelia Bedelia and the other one were like 16 years old and they were meeting with Erica Jane and Lisa and they taught about how they learned to give blowjobs from yep. Lisa's book. And it's just so dark because, you know, Amelia Bedelia is giving blowjobs to Scott Disick, you know? Uh, it's so gross. I know it's so gross. Like, that's another thing. It's like, I will never be able to look at Rinna and be like, that's a good mother or like a, a nice person. It's like, no, she's a piece of shit mother. She's a piece of shit friend. Like, I want them to fucking, like, if you want to talk about honesty, honesty, that's Rinna's favorite word. Just be yeah. honest. Uh, uh, let's see you get the get the truth out of Erica then we know that's not going to happen she doesn't care about honesty when it comes to like orphans and like widows well we saw Lisa's backyard and it backs up on this like it looks like a canyon or something or a lot of woods and I just imagine like all the birds and all that stuff having to hear that cackling it can't be good for the environment in any sort of way <laughs> those especially poor after the birds in the morning yeah, yeah the I, birds are trying to sleep and they're like Fuck. <laughs> but, but okay, but I will say on a positive note, I it seems like Harry does like Rinna. That he was like, I hope we'll never get divorced. I was like, if it, I guess if it works for you guys, I just don't want to see it. And I promise you guys, I promise the so bad it's good audience. 
I know I'm innately sexy, you guys, but I will never uh, hit uh, hit you guys over the head with that. You will never hear me going, I go down on women good. Like you never will oh, hear. <laughs> I, you just said you wouldn't go. I know. I said I will never do that. I said I will oh never. Oh my God. Do I know. That. But the way that the preoccupation that Rineth like has with her like blowjob skills, like, what is wrong with you? Oh, I read Renovation. I, I did on my Patreon. I did a dramatic reading of her teaching people how to give a blowjob. And I had to stop multiple times just to like, you know, go to the bathroom and stuff. But it was, it was horrifying. It was, it was worse than Stephen King's it. It was so scary. And I did not learn anything from it. I don't want to know her tips. She's one of those people hard. like put an ice cube in your mouth. She's one of those people. Oh yeah, no. I think I'd be worse off reading that. Like, I think I'm doing just. Fine. She's like, and then bite down. No, no, that's not how no. you do it. No, no. <laughs> um, but I did think it is horrendous. I also want to point out. Uh, so I was watching Daily Pop on E this week randomly, and I had it on in the background. And this guy Justin Sylvester, I think, is one of the hosts. Mm-hmm. And he looked familiar. I've not, I don't watch the daily pop a lot. So he, I like can't watch it because of him. He like annoys me. Well, he looked familiar and it was, they were talking about the housewife and the hustler. And he said, and I, like I said, really thought it was very powerful. And he goes, it seemed rushed. Uh, how do you have Daniel Staub and Dana Wilkie on there? Which seems to be like a company wide email that went out to po- point out these things, but he didn't mention the victims at all. And I was like, you got to at least say that was powerful. Like you got to at exactly. least say that was the right. That's why when Andy, Andy tried to brush it off too, by saying the same thing, they're trying to like poke holes in how credible it is because of like Danielle and, it, and Dana. It's like the victims were right there in front of you. These people that went through horrible things how can you not, how can you watch that and not immediately want to like burn exactly Tom Girardi's yeah. house to the ground? Exactly. And then I realized, you guys, why does this guy look familiar to me? And I realized, oh my God, this is one of Kyle Richards' best friends. He was actually at the election night party that they shared yeah. on this week's episode. I saw him in a deleted scene and I go, holy shit, that's the EPOP guy. Yeah, he's I- been on it before. So you guys, then I realized that E is an affiliated uh, network of Bravo and NBC Universal, and he's friends with Kyle. And also we have gotten no statements from Kyle, any Fox Force 5 ladies, about how horrific this shit is. So I got to tell you always, just even with this podcast as well, always check who you're getting your information from because it really stuck out to me because I was like, this guy saying that sucks. I was like, it doesn't suck. I thought it was really powerful. And then I realized, oh shit. Remember, like if you're friends with somebody or like that, you are going to take it easy on them. And you're not all of a sudden like a journalist or whatever. You're yeah, his takes, his takes also just, um, they are consistently bad. That's so I don't why know. I, I don't, don't watch him, but that one just stuck out like I, a sore and, thumb. And that I'm the type of audience that normally would like a show like that. Like just, you know, background TV about pop yeah. culture. But he is so wrong about everything. Like his opinions are just the worst. Every time he says anything, I'm like, no, I disagree completely. So I just can't (laughs) watch it. I get so frustrated. So yeah, everything that he says, the opposite is true, just in general. Um, Okay, a couple more stories. What are your thoughts on the Real Housewives of Orange County firings and rehiring of uh, Heather Dubrow? Um, can we talk about how and the last, aftermath and the aftermath can we talk about how last week you were so positive that they were going to bring everyone back? What totally, changed? what happened? 
Well, obviously, I don't know shit. And like, because the rumors were everybody was saying this. And I had a rumor from a high, higher place source. And I actually even like that even confirmed it to me on Monday, Monday night. I remember talking to a very big Bravo person. And I, my theory like was like, oh my God, these people learn nothing. They just waited us out. These production companies just waited us out for this drama to die down. What I hear, this is also take this with a grain of salt, is that I hear uh, Heather wouldn't come back with Kelly there. Yeah, that's what I figured. And it wasn't actually so much of Kelly and her behavior, even though that didn't help. But it really was, we want Heather back with this kind of more positive and more kind of aspirational wealth as opposed to Kelly and her misfiring brain because we've seen that now all week you guys even kelly is still doing it lashing out on social media and she just doesn't know when to stop and i guess it's kind of funny bronwyn has done a full press tour with like kelly like they all played into each other's hands it's like and poor elizabeth vargas is over there nobody even remembers her because nobody watched the show and she's like working on vargas vodka wait (laughs) Now I want to know what her good news was. Good news. Very good news. Well, she, okay. So the good news supposedly is I watched her, I watched her two minute, like how she's holding up video and like 30 seconds in, it was like so boring, but I watched the full two minutes and she says, don't you worry guys, there's a new TV opportunity. You're going to see me in the new year. So I, I figure that's like marriage boot camp, even though she's not married, it'll be a week oh, TV God. show. See, my theory, which I texted you, was that I thought that maybe they told Bronwyn and Kelly and um, Elizabeth that they were coming back or hinted at it or gave them because they didn't want it to leak or they needed to confirm with Heather because Kelly, who we know has now been lashing out and being like, I got fired for being too conservative. Like right before they announced, people were like, "When when do you find out? Are you coming back? And she was like, You'll find out soon with like hearts. Like I really think that she thought she was coming back. I, I mean, I do agree with that as well. Cause Bronwyn even said in an interview on one, her press tour this week yeah. was she only found out three days prior. Yeah. And I kind of was a, I was starting to maybe get a little curious about Bronwyn because I noticed um, this guy that I know works for her that I, I really actually like this guy or that has helped her with social media posts had posted a very positive Bronwyn message of like proud of all the work we've done. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting just to post that out of nowhere. And I think in a way he was probably trying to be like, you know, buck up Bronwyn, you know, like, so I kind of had, I clock that, but um, I think, but the Bron, I, I always find it funny with these people though, of like, please stay, you know, I hope you guys will stay with me on the exciting next chapter. I'm like, no, it's, you're done. Like what exciting next chapter? Like the exciting chapter is housewives. After that, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to star in a movie. Like, I don't like what exciting next chapter. I know it's sad, but that's also what I think about when we think of like Chrissy Teigen, like getting a taste of fame and then you, you need to get it back. It's like, they, it's sad. It really is like, that's how they usually feel is like, shit, how do I sustain, you know, this feeling of being famous and, you know, having people pay attention to me? Like they have to figure out a way to stay relevant. And it's like, it sounds stressful. Well, supposedly her girlfriend or her, one of her best friends, one of the two actually got cast this season. So who knows? We might even see oh, so there is a new person. We, yeah. There's going to be two to three new girls there. Uh, Bronwyn, we might see as a friend of who knows, 
But Bronwyn wanted this so badly. I feel like she's been on a nonstop campaign because she was one of those people. If you were a new housewife, she was immediately in contact with you. I know she went to Miami and tried to link up with Leo when Leo was there um, and was like she full court presses or at least that's what it feels like um, these housewives because I feel like she's trying to be on everybody's good side. But with her own cast, she definitely wasn't on any of their good side. You know, it's so crazy how Bronwyn just cares about fame more than like her family is yeah. the, the impression I get. It's very sad. And yeah, that's like not someone we want to watch someone that just like is fame hungry. It's like, no, that's not the reason that we watch. We want like good drama not like manufactured bullshit. Well, this is a positive story and I know you'll be excited about this as well. Three weeks from today, Sophie, will be the premiere of season six of Real Housewives of Potomac. We are kicking it off with a 75-minute episode. What a very weirdly specific time frame. But I am so excited to have these ladies back. And I know you watched the entire season, this past, the, all of the seasons this past year. Are you excited to have it back? Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I'm extremely excited. And um, yeah, I think Mia, is that the new one's name? Yeah, Mia, Mia Thornton, I believe. Yeah, so Mia looks like she's going to like fit right in and be a Yeah, good she throws a salad in one scene. Yeah, exactly. And Wendy, I was like not huge on Wendy at first because I was like, whoa, show some respect to the grand Tom. Yeah, but, yeah, 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 I agree. But um, I think that this season she gets into it with Giselle, which I am going to want to see that. Yeah, no, I want to see anybody. Power structures are so important with housewives and knocking people from their positions. I don't think anybody should be king on these shows. But I do have like a great level of respect for the Grand Dom Karen Huger because, you know, she was an underdog for so many seasons. And to watch her get like just stand in the spotlight and, you know, everybody catch up to a character is always so rewarding to watch mm -hmm. because you realize it is important. And then I love when somebody... I, w I love when I feel like somebody is good hearted in nature, even though they might be a little thirsty, but you sense a real person there and people make fun of her like Karen and Robin, all the girls to a degree make fun of Karen all the time. So this past season, watching her stand into her own and being so loved by the fan base, it always does warm my heart, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about when Karen called Robin a dizzy bitch. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I agree. I think that Karen is someone who really, especially last season when obviously there was like a huge division in the cast. I feel like when it came down to it, Karen was like, no, I just kind of want to stand up for what's right. And I feel like, you know, there's not just one guilty party. Both people kind of played a part in this. You know what I mean? It's like Giselle and um, Robin were so like, you have, and Candace, like swear off Monique forever, like blah, blah, blah. Like they really wanted her to take sides. And she was like, I'm not going to take a side yeah. because Candace was not 100% innocent. Like when you, when you, you know, actually watch it, you're like, Candace was very like her mouth. She has a mouth when it comes to, you know, yeah. Taunting people. Yeah. And but you know, she, she taunted Monique to the point where she kind of just got, and of course there's no excuse for violence, but it's like, I just, I can, I can, like under how, I can understand it though. <laughs> I yeah. It's like, it. can't, you can't just say whatever you want. Talk all that smack. And well, my mom know. always taught me, you can't just run your mouth and not expect for consequences. Exactly. You don't That's know if the other person has a, is a child. She is a child. 
she like needs someone to kind of say that to her. But don't you also think these things will keep happening in your life if you don't correct the underlying issue? And I think these things will keep happening to Candace, whether it be Monique or somebody else. She's going to potentially run into a lot of tables, you know, a lot of that's hair. That's why I don't. Um, that's why I'm like kind of just over Candace. Like, but I feel like one. It's going to be another thing where she like gets into it. She's just not a, a mature enough to be on the show. She's not emotionally intelligent. She's just literally just not mature enough. She's very immature. I do want to remind people that Monique was offered a contract for season six. Monique turned it down the last minute. So she was not fired from Potomac. And I also want to point out it was a huge missed opportunity because I would have loved to have seen how they did potentially make up. I thought it would have been, I, I really would have liked that because we see these on those shows all the time is your enemy one season be, can become your best friend the next season. And I always, I would love for these shows to give those opportunities out. Um, I think with Monique, I understand it though, because she was in such a toxic environment. Like Giselle was never going to like Monique ever since the four houses comment. She was never, ever, she was always jealous of Monique and always trying to make her life miserable because Monique just is comfortable, has money. She Monique doesn't need the money like the other women kind of do. Like, she does not need the money at all. And, like, I can understand her wanting to take herself out of, like, this toxic, like... And uh, we also, we will get the story with Giselle of uh, her and Shocker, Pastor Jamal, not working out because it was Jamal a... Is coming? What? Is Jamal coming? No, it was, it was a fake relationship, as we all know, you guys. And so they was it, wait a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, they're How not going to, they're not going to admit that every, I mean, they, that was going around with all the ladies anyways. And it really uh, was one of those things of let's do this for the show. They were never together. They, you know, you saw the daughters, you saw the dad, like all of that stuff. So it, I think Jamal being a dummy agreed to do that. And then so much a microscope was put on all of his relationships again. Well, you guys forget all those lives he did where he was like having to defend himself because I mean, Pastor Jamal, I'm sorry. I don't think is a good guy. You guys allegedly uh, it's just like Pastor you- Holy horse swinging his big dick around his congregation. You know, he is. Well, by the way, you know he you- is. Yeah, don't ever, if you ever want to slam a guy, don't slam them, but also put slinging his big dick, like slinging his small dick, like get him at where it hurts. Like if you're like, I, I don't, but is that verbatim what she said? I feel I think like it was, I think it totally yeah. was. Um, uh, that was such an iconic read. Like that's exactly how Monique should go out was just destroying Giselle. Now, uh, I know you don't watch Below Deck, but I do want to point out two things. Oh, I did. It was on and I was just watching it and I saw the Jean-Luc guy. Yeah. So you guys, Below Deck Sailing Yacht finished uh, their season, except for the two reunions. Part one will air tonight, you guys. Very excited, but it is a Zoom reunion. Uh, But JL, the big thing is JL uh, potentially is the father of... uh, Well, on the show, we saw this kind of like really sweet romance uh, going on between him. And now I'm blanking on her name. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Um, Oh, oh, whoa, you guys. What? Okay, so Jean-Luc posted this, um, this, this thing on his thing. There's a lot of gossip about my social media silence. So I think it's time to clear the air. While others are off chasing their 15 minutes of fame, I am working on a yacht in Central America and heartbroken to have to hear about the baby's birth on social media and read headlines like Danny Soar's 
Danny Soros, that's her name, Danny, says her baby's father doesn't want anything to do with it. All I can say is if she's mine, I want to be involved 100%. As someone who grew up with parents who weren't together, I wouldn't wish that on any child. Not looking for a pity party. Just want everyone to know how strongly I feel about this, especially the haters who are so sure I am neglecting my responsibility. No one wants to know more than me if this is my baby girl. And he posted a photo of him looking off into the ocean, like which is so dramatic. So the, the interesting part of this, though, the, his crewmates then, went on from the season go yo stop doing this just step up and be a man you you know like nobody's stopping you from getting a paternity test i mean like really like putting the screws to him calling you guys if you watch the show great season so they're all like stop being an asshole and take responsibility you guys then i guess yesterday i did i just saw this right now post a picture of the baby girl and says this is me oh no sorry sorry this is me at two months old given how tall i am many have asked my size at birth, I was 10.2 pounds, 20.5 inches long. Um, and he says, had no idea my post from yesterday would generate so many different reactions. Since I can't possibly reply to more than 1,200 comments, here are some answers that should satisfy most. I learned of the baby's birth, not the pregnancy on Instagram. Yes, I know paternity test kits are available at drugstores, but the goal is for us to take tests together instead of shipping saliva samples around the world. But yes, there will be one ASAP. No, Australia isn't open yet, or I would have already gone. So those of you saying just go must not know that. We are truly on different continents, so easier said than done. Why am I sharing on Insta? Because it's the only way I have to set the record straight about me not wanting to be involved. If the baby is mine, I absolutely do. It's also the same platform she blocked me on December 31st. Why did I leave comments on when many of them are negative? Because it's real. Haters going to hate, and everyone is entitled to an opinion, no matter how misinformed it may be. Good news is I also received a ton of much-needed support. I also got a message from Danny last night on WhatsApp. But then he goes dot, dot, dot. So you guys, if that doesn't sell you on this season and watching Below Deck Sailing Yacht Reunion, you got to tune in. Um, but like this guy just seems like a confused doofus. I, I don't know, but it, I, it's definitely his baby. Um, I mean, like, I, again, I haven't watched it. But yeah, he does sound like a confused doofus for sure. And yeah, I need yeah. to. So this so this past season, when they do seasons like a, a different cast, every yeah, different cast, each season, like something like so below deck Mediterranean comes back this week. You guys, it is an interesting format. If you have the Peacock streaming service, NBC streaming service, you can watch the premiere episode of below deck med tomorrow or today, Monday. But if you want to watch it on Bravo premiere, you have to wait a week to the 28th. So that's a very interesting thing they're doing to try to get people over to the Peacock streaming service. So they have captain Sandy and Malia from below deck med. They are returning. I hate both of them. Uh, they're, assholes last season they busted hannah for having valium on board so lame so they have some returning cast members like the captains are usually returning yeah but i think it, i i really love below deck and you guys if you don't know below deck is weirdly the number one rated show on bravo people don't realize how strong that those franchises on below deck are damn yeah. i wonder i wonder why it never feels that way like on on the internet you know well i think it's because people are so invested in the housewives and yeah. like you said these characters do change season to season so it's like if you're a fan of the boat it's usually the same boat but other than that they change so much so i don't think we have as much invested in memes and gifs and all of that right stuff. true true that's a good um point. 
Okay, we got to wrap up with you here, but I do need two last things. I, I always like uh, just five last things. Uh, really quickly, um, J-Lo and Ben Affleck had their first kiss. Uh, there seems to be some confusion if that was a staged kiss or not. Guys, it was probably staged, but they probably meant it. But we even see J-Lo give the okay sign. It wasn't the white power symbol. It was an okay sign for like people to... And that wasn't, you guys just don't make a random okay sign if you don't want to make a random, like you're not kissing. I've never kissed somebody and then made a peace sign, you know, like you just, you grab onto the person, but these cameras, they were sitting outside for a reason. If you're a celebrity and you don't yeah. want people to see you, you sit indoors. Exactly. <laughs> they wanted to be seen. They wanted yes. to be It's like, ugh. So Have you seen um, J-Lo's son, though, that seems like he has a little attitude problem with uh, Ben Affleck? No. Oh, my God. There's a picture I posted last week. I'll have to, it was in my stories. I'll send it to you. But he's right next to Ben Affleck. And this kid has sass for days. He's like a little seven-year-old that looked like he's one of the J-Lo's uh, sons, Blends. but with Mark Anthony. And it was the funniest photo. This This kid is giving face. Like, it is so funny to me. I, I oh got to post God, it this beauty. week. I know. I need to see it. But I do believe they are actually hooking up for real. But I also believe that they want us to see them hooking up for real. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm too. leaning towards, at first I thought it was just PR. Now I'm like, okay, it might be real. But, like, it's mostly for PR. Even if they are, like, actually, like, hooking up, dating, whatever. Like, I think the reason that they're, like, doing it is for the publicity. Yeah. I mean, there's no other reason if you're a celebrity yeah. to do, I mean, imagine though, like you guys, imagine you're out there dating and like this week, if you go on a date, pretend you're a celebrity, pretend like you're like, let's get a picture. Like, like pretend you're like trying to get seen. Like imagine how disturbing that must be in your mind of not only dating, but wanting people to see you date. Like that's a whole nother wrinkle of dating that we do not have to like pray, you know, thank God every day that you're not a celebrity because you would have that added wrinkle of having to get thirsty for attention on your date. Like we, we get subtle attention from a uh, girl. I always like, I follow a lot of girls on Instagram that like are listeners and like that, are you know, I have so many friends that are girls and I always notice they always have like the secret boyfriends where you'll see their elbow or their, you know, like they'll, 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 they'll put the boyfriend in the stories. They never post them on the main feed, but then you always see like this, like hairy elbow in like a shot or something. Yeah. And, like, and it's like always funny. Like do girls have rules about posting guys in their social media? And is it something that thought out of like, I want guys to think I'm single and I'm sure. And I know guys do that too, in terms of girlfriends as well. I mean, it's, it's probably, yeah, you're always thinking about what you're putting out there. If you want people to think that you're single, then you're not going to share who you might be like dating or whatever it is. And if you want people to know that you're dating someone, you're going to like, you know, put that person all over. I think it's like, yeah, everyone is always trying to like make a statement with like the arm and stuff. Like, yeah, people think about that stuff. So it goes from putting the elbow, which is like the low lowest of the low to Courtney and Travis uh, having sex with each other on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah. I love, I love that it does start off with body parts where like you eventually see a torso, maybe a calf, you know, you know that yeah. there is a gentleman there. You just can't put a face to it. Um, speaking of torsos and uh, things like that, uh, army hammer has uh, officially checked into rehab as of two weeks ago. We missed this story last week. I was hoping that there would be more information um, but there just hasn't been. He supposedly checked himself into a rehabilitation facility for uh, drug and alcohol abuse and potentially sexual 
uh, not deviancy, but uh, I think there was sex addiction was in there as well. Uh, Sophie, since how I met you, we, we I mean, we've done many Army Hammer podcasts over the, the months. What was your thoughts on this? Yeah. So, I mean, this is something that we had like kind of, I had kind of been tipped off about a while ago was that he was going to get checked into this treatment center. And I don't think that, you know, it is something that um, he probably wanted to do voluntarily. I think it was kind of like, okay, do you want to try to save your career? Do you want to, you know, try to turn into a normal person? I think that, you know, it was just like, he needs help. Like he clearly needs help. I don't think that his career is salvageable. I don't know if it's going to be like effective because, you know, he clearly has like very deep read, deep rooted, um, like issues, but it's like, at least they're getting him help, you know? Yeah. But I mean that of course, then house of Effie, I saw pop back up and. Oh, house was... of Effie blocked me. So I don't even know what she, Oh, she did. For. What do you think it was? I thought you guys were friendly no, for he... a second. She, I can't even get into yeah. it. She basically like did not like my story about Paige. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. She wanted, and I was like, I, I wanted to interview you and you didn't want me to. So I don't know. And then she blocked me. I, so I've been missing all of her updates. I have no idea. Well, I know she was, I mean, she went from like taking everything down about army, which was like, did some deal get reached? This was like months and months ago. So I was like, all of a sudden she just went to like that to like, I like game of Thrones. And like, it was like a whole, you know, normal account. And then when this happened with the rehab, I think, and also there was that article posted that she, uh, army was dating a dental hygienist in the mm-hmm. grand Caymans, a beautiful girl from the picture that they got in the daily mail. I was, just, I was just like, man, it is so funny. If you are a good looking dude, like you can literally be a potential trigger warning, you guys, a potential rapist and girls will still, you'll still be able to get women. Like uh, it, it, I know it, you're it, literally like a future serial killer, but like it, it boggles my mind. Like it, it really boggles my mind how many, and I guess that's the goodness of women is that they are so forgiving, but also maybe it's because he's hot. Um, I don't know, but it was like, you see this guy like on the beach having drinks with it. I'm like, this guy looks like he's having the time of his life. I know he, I mean, yeah, as long as he's not out in the free world, like I'm, whether it's a treatment center, I would rather it be like prison. Do you, like, do you believe it? People can be rehabilitated. I think for what he is afflicted from, he has some serious, I think people can be rehabilitated when it comes to, you know, certain things. Yeah. I think that he clearly has fucking deep rooted fetishes. I don't know how you like how you address like fetishes that are actually like dangerous. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and and by the way, I mean, like, how do you come back? Like if that is sincerely what turns you on, that's what turns you on. Exactly. It's like, how do you, how do you rehabilitate that? It's like, how, how does he, you know, you can't. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I think about that. Just like, that is one of the things like I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not super successful, but I do not have any weird fetishes that I have to eventually get caught for. Like I honestly, because if that happens, you're fucked because you, it is hard. Like from what I read, you can't get that out of your mind. Like that is, but I do say I have a lot of friends in AA and it's done them. I mean, done them wonders. Like I do believe in like, I mean like AA seems to be a program that for a lot of my friends 
works like miracles. And I, I think that is so cool. So I do believe in rehabilitation in a lot of ways, but when it comes to sexual things, I just don't think it's that dopamine thing. Like we were talking about with Instagram, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it's, mm, it's tough. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Uh, wait, actually Celeste Barber, I forgot to tell you this. Oh I yeah. You I your beef with Celeste Barber. So Celeste Barber, you guys, I did, I wasn't aware of her, but she has like 8 million Instagram followers and she does a lot of funny things with like female bodies or like, uh, imitating the Kardashians and stuff. And, uh, everybody, I guess, thinks she's super funny. I didn't follow her. I wasn't aware of her. Um, I think I've seen some of her pictures before I I was trying to place it, but yesterday I started getting these DMS and it was people sending me her posts and her stories where they had taken my tweet about Mauricio, where I said, I want to get stoned with Mauricio so bad. It took, you know, more than Snoop. And I said, my last place is food. God. And, and so they were the, so specific, like the food God mentioned, it's so specific, it's so specific. And so I posted it, uh, you know, it was super, I, I laughed, other people laughed, whatever. Then people start sending me this from this account where they had cut my name out of it and they had put the tweet and the picture that I put and, and she, and the girl tagged Mauricio in it. And then I was like, okay, so she took my name off this entirely and posted this as her own and tagged Mauricio in it. And this account has 8 million followers. And she, so my thing was like, and I, I, I DM'd her immediately and I said, Hey, can you, um, I said, Oh, you posted my meme. Can you please credit me? Um, and you know, eight hours goes by. And of course she has an 8 million person account. So she's not going to see my DM. I don't follow her, but then a lot, uh, I had a lot more people than reaching out to me, uh, you know, and I had a couple martinis with my dad and his, uh, friends last night. And I, I got kind of tiff because, and Sophie, tell me if I'm crazy, like we do this stuff and this is mainly for free. And like, mm-hmm. I know it's silly. I know it's a stupid joke, but I'm, I don't want to say proud, but I'm proud what we've done together. You guys. And what I've like, I, I, I don't have a lot of things that I think are worth fighting for, but this, not just this tweet, but this account and this podcast, I do fight for because I really believe in it. I believe in you guys and it's all one thing for me and I've worked my ass off. And for somebody with an 8 million person account, they know what credit means. Somebody mm-hmm. like that knows what credit means because to get where she's got, it had to have been a lot of hard work. Like it's stupid and it's silly what she posts, but it's a lot of hard work and she's very funny. And just to post something willy nilly like that without giving proper credit, I thought was hugely irresponsible. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I post this other thing of like, well, I'm looking to talk with Sophie Ross about this on my iHeartRadio podcast Monday morning. And I posted out that it's really damn. I said, it's a true bummer for a creator to do this. All of which I felt true, but I had like liquid courage in me. I normally am a pussy would never do that. And then finally she messages me because all these other people, I guess are messaging her. Thank you guys. And she goes, well, thanks a lot for believing I would do the wrong thing. Somebody sent this to me and I just posted it which I'm like, okay. And then I deleted my things and all that stuff. But then she tweeted like, or she put up in the stories, Oh, for God's sakes, give this man some credit. Like, so she was a snarky about it. And then she deleted that. And then we were like, had this DM conversation, which I, we went back. It was, it was friendly ish, but also I'm sorry. Like if you have an 8 million person account and somebody's your friend sending you things, yeah. you shouldn't be, you know, better than just to post something. Exactly. Even I know, even I know better than that. If I do find a meme that I post and I don't know like where it came from, I'm usually good about being like, 
oh, I don't know where this came from. I literally don't know who to attribute because I always tag people in a trip and give credit because again, it's like, we know what it's like to kind of like put out jokes and content and like that sucks. It's like, but am I an asshole for that? Was I an asshole? No, not at all. Not at all. You are, you're a very, and you're right to do that. It's like the Hannah burner stuff. It's like, you don't think of it being a big deal, but like if you're making a livelihood off of your sense of humor, it's like, yes, it's bad to steal jokes from other people that are also trying to make livelihoods. Like that's bad. What she said, it's, she's like, well, you know, Hey, it's a super funny meme. And I go, well, thank you. Um, but you know, just even the, and I, and I know, I'm sure it's shitty to get messages saying you stole something. I'm sure it is, it is a bummer. But then I guess the other thing is just don't do that. Um, and I'm used to people like taking ideas, but then making them their own. And I'm like, it sucks, but I get it. But like she verbatim and then whoever sent it to her or her cut my name out of it entirely. And I was like, oh shit, now I have to watermark different points in each meme because they're going to just cut my name out of these things. So that was the story. I don't, I've never really had to deal with stuff like this, but I used to make fun of people that did this. And now I realize that I'm that person and I do no, you, credit, have every, you, know? you have every right to call someone out with a large platform if they're stealing jokes. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but that happened and it bothered me because I was just like, you know, like she knows of all people what it takes to be a creator in this, you know, it's so silly. And that's why it's important to give people credit and not steal or not even borrow or just not even irresponsibly put up something that you know is not yours because the casual viewer will think that's her idea. Exactly. exactly. And if Mauricio that's smokes that. weed with her and not me and you, I'm going to be livid. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like, what if Mauricio sees that and, and he's like, okay, let's smoke weed together. And he didn't see yours. So yeah, he's going to smoke weed with the 8 million person account, not the 30,000 person account. Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay. Sophie, I've kept you so long. You are taught. No, I'm so sorry, but I had, we had so much to talk about today. I know I was like, it kind of flew by. And then I realized it's been like two hours. Well, no, it does fly by every time I talk to you, there's 30 things we didn't get through, but we'll do it next week. You guys, Sophie is on the podcast. What is, what is is it called? Blocked party. Blocked party about your uh, people's blocked experiences on the internet. I believe hers is going to be about Kendall Jenner. So, you know, it's going to be good. This is a great podcast. You guys, I think it'll be out this week so go check that out and of course go follow sophie on instagram and twitter you will find all of her musings and actually more than musings like i always say you actually learn things not on my account on her account um and uh happy father's day everybody anything else sophie no i think you got it covered thanks guys happy father's day who's your daddy okay (laughs) bye betches